Adrian Lozano Show, and of course your host, Adrian Lozano. Disclaimer. All content from this show are for comedic purposes only. This information should not be considered complete, and should be taken with salt and pepper and cumin. Oh and by the way, warning, warning I say all content in the show is intended for adults due to the strong subject matter and graphic nature of the language the information may also not be up to date and is not intended to be used in place of a visit consultation or advice of any other professional. Thank you very kindly. Now let us proceed thank you and enjoy the Adrian. Lozano Show. Spotify's latest buy. Another big bet on podcasts future. The Motley Fool. Spotify, NYSE. Spot the global leader in music streaming, announced on November 10th that it is acquiring podcast advertising and publishing platform Megaphone. The deal values Megaphone at $235 million and marks yet another investment by the Swedish tech giant into the podcast industry. Here's what Spotify shareholders need to know about the deal. What Spotify is getting. Megaphone is a middleman between podcasters and podcast advertisers. It helps creators publish shows and helps advertisers partner with those same shows, making it easy for creators to monetize their work. Image source. Getty Images. We don't know the exact number of publishers who use Megaphone, but the company works with some of the largest studios in the industry. ESPN, The Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, and many others use it as a premium publishing tool and a way to efficiently line up property of Sarah McClure's for their shows. This differs from Anchor, a company similar to Megaphone that Spotify bought last year. It focuses on emerging and new podcasts, while Megaphone helps the large, established players. This gives Spotify exposure to every level of the industry. Spotify did not disclose any of Megaphone's financials in the initial press release, although it will have to eventually. For now, all investors know about the company is whatever Megaphone has up on its website, and that Spotify is paying $235 million for the business. Anchor was purchased for $154 million back in 2019, without knowing the financials of each business. Spotify's willingness to pay more here suggests that it likely thinks Megaphone is a more valuable asset. Why it makes sense for Spotify. In January of this year, Spotify launched streaming ad insertions, Sci, for original and exclusive podcasts. Sci works like YouTube advertising. Rather than recording their own ads, publishers leave blank slots within their shows that get automatically filled with property of Sarah McClure's. This technology brings internet-level insights and targeting tools to podcasts, a huge step up from what shows currently use. Spotify is on its way to becoming as effective a matchmaker for podcast creators and advertisers as Facebook, Nasdaq, FB, and Google, Nasdaq, Google, or for other parts of the internet. Megaphone fits in perfectly with these ambitions. In the acquisition press release, Spotify said it will soon make streaming ad insertion available to all podcast publishers on Megaphone, the first time this technology will be made available to third parties. So Megaphone can now offer these targeted, automated ads to its publishers, and Spotify can test this technology on a significantly larger audience. That's a win-win scenario. Investors may worry that these acquisitions, while interesting, will not move the needle for a company as large as Spotify. The stock has a market cap approaching $50 billion and is estimated to bring in $9.2 billion in sales in 2020, so any new product must generate a few hundred million dollars in sales to even nudge the company's financials. Even the top podcasts only bring in $10 million to $30 million in annual revenue apiece, a far cry from Spotify's overall numbers. However, investors should be focusing on what the podcast industry could be in the future, not how it looks right now. Dedicated listeners tune into shows for six-plus hours each week, and the industry as a whole is projected to reach $1.33 billion in ad revenue by 2022. With Spotify's side technology, combined with Megaphone's and possibly Anchor's platform, the company is setting itself up to manage the majority of this spend. 
Podcast-related sales won't match its revenue from music subscriptions overnight, but they will likely help the company grow for years to come. Investors should be checking whether Spotify's revenue growth from advertising accelerates in the next few years as a way to see whether the megaphone purchase is paying off. If it doesn't happen, it could signal bad news for shareholders. I'm just one man. But I feel like I've touched a lot of people. <laughs> with the podcast. With, with the, the podcast. It's, it's, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh. Sir, come with us. Why? We heard you say you were touching people. No, no, it's not like that. Emotionally. Emotionally. Uh-huh. Put your hands behind your back, sir. No, damn it. Hey, so I like, um, listen to a lot of different podcasts. Uh, my favorite one's probably The Weekly Planet, without a doubt. But um, first and foremost, I'm a product of the 80s. So I grew up with a little show called Reading McRainbow. And um, it starred a certain LeVar Burton, or as we all know him, Mr. Jordy LaForge. Um, I love his podcast, um, LeVar Burton Reads. Uh, it's awesome. It's very cool. Um, the last episode I heard he had done uh, a book by this Adrian Tchaikovsky guy. Now, I know what you're thinking, but I was listening to the show before that. And, you know... Yeah, sure. I like to see my name pop up here and there. Who doesn't? Especially if your name's like... Ezra? You know? Ezra's a name. Anyway. The important thing is... Ezra. To remember that... You're the worst Flash to ever flash a flash. You don't know how to run, and you choke women, and not in a good way. It's fucked up. I'm not a big fan of this guy, Mr. McMiller. Not to be confused with the other McMiller. And then McMillan and son, and McMillan and wife. You're not making sense, Adrian. They don't get what you're talking about. They'd have to be 70. Or at least 65? Macmillan and wife? Maybe they'll get the jokes being referenced on other shows, but nobody's seen that show. <laughs> Did you know Lady Gaga has a song called Fernando? I didn't. I also didn't want to know that. For me, there's only one Fernando, and it's by ABBA. Right? Right? You've lost all your listeners, dude. They are all gone. Ugh. Oh, well. There's only one thing to do now. Whip it out. Fuck yeah! All right, I'm at the show.
Hey, it's uh, your friendly neighborhood, Adrian Lozano. I just wanted to interject real quick. I It can't fall on the ground if it's already on the ground, but the same applies to you. You can't fall on the ground if you're already laying on the ground. There you go. Just wanted to clear that up. Google Photos, Mate, Meet Switch, DIY Photography. November 24th, 2020 by Thomas Hawk 64 comments. Share. Tweet. Pinterest. In case you missed it recently, Google Photos has decided to end their free unlimited photo hosting service. Beginning in June of next year users will be limited to 15 gigabytes of space before being asked to pay for more storage. How much you'll have to pay will depend on how much storage you use. Unfortunately for me, I have more photos than fit their top tier $100 per year plan, so even if I wanted to pay I'd be capped out of the service. While I don't begrudge Google, a trillion dollar company that makes billions of dollars a year, from wanting to make even more money, I am offended by the bait and switch approach that they took with Google Photos. Offering a user the first hit for free is classic dealer marketing. A lot of time and energy goes into organizing your photos on any photo sharing site and when someone spends hundreds or even thousands of hours organizing their photos at a site only to be priced out of the site, those are countless hours that you will never get back. Fortunately for me I've spent a lot less time using Google Photos for the past few years. Google's consistent bad faith across photo hosting, sharing products has left me very skeptical of anything they do anymore. Some of you may remember Picasa, Google killed it. I was a user of that. I also was a big user of Google Buzz, they killed that too. Then I put hundreds of hours into my photography on Google+, once again rip. We used to do photo walks and hangouts and lots of other fun things around photography with Google+. Here's my old Google+, URL. Initially, I was super excited about Google Photos, but that changed over time. I was disappointed that one of their early features, photo facial recognition, didn't really work for me. It limited the service to 200 faces and unfortunately for me when the service launched it grabbed a bunch of faces of musicians I'd photographed performing at Coachella and chose those as the ones to tag. There was no way to delete those and have it choose people who were actually my family, friends, neighbors, etc. I was also disappointed that the hours and hours and hours I'd spent keywording all my photos in Adobe Lightroom were stripped out of my uploads to Google Photos. I'm not sure why Google would want to remove one of the best ways for me to search my photos from their service but for whatever reason they stripped this data. Still, Google Photos was free, even though it downsized my photos. It's hard to complain about free, until they locked my Gmail. Last year I received a rather ominous message from Google threatening that unless I paid them for more storage they were going to turn my Gmail off. It turns out that even though Google Photos claimed to be able to convert my photos to high-quality JPEGs with free unlimited storage, the TIFF files generated by the software program Analog Ethics Pro, ironically a former Google-owned product before they jettisoned that as well, were not being converted by Google Photos and were sucking up my Gmail storage which was then demanding payment from me. They actually locked my Gmail and I missed several important emails that were blocked during this fiasco. By this point I was about ready to delete my Google Photos account, except I could not find any way to delete my Google Photos account. That's right you can't just delete Google Photos. You have to delete your entire Google account including your Gmail. While this is my unhappy story and experience with Google Photos, many, many users were duped into signing up for a free service that they thought would protect, as Google put it, their lifetime of memories. Now Google is demanding money from these users. To me it seems wrong, even evil, remember their old motto, don't be evil, that they also abandoned. That Google would bait and switch so many users on this product. You can't, won't get the many hours that you spent organizing your photos on Google Photos back. Some will just begrudgingly pay up. What I see is one of the world's largest companies who used a classic monopolistic tactic to grab market share by pricing out and hurting smaller competitors and now wants to profit from their move. 
Once burn shame on you. Twice, three times, four times, five times, six times burned, shame on me. I will never trust Google with another product again. Thankfully there is an alternative to Google Photos, good old trustworthy Flickr. Here is a thoughtful analysis that was done by Jeremy Zero comparing Google Photos and Flickr. I've been using Flickr since 2004 and for as long as I can remember, my Flickr Pro account has remained unlimited. Flickr, SmugMug CEO Don McCaskill even recently reiterated Flickr's commitment to honoring their unlimited service. While Flickr may not be a trillion-dollar company or make billions of dollars every year as Google does, they are a small company that cares about photographers and your photography. They also do a great job storing and sharing your full high-res, uncompressed, high-quality images, and they even retain your photo keywords when you upload them there. I feel much better supporting an ethical small business than a trillion-dollar company using monopolistic bait-and-switch tactics to try to drive the smaller guy out of business. You can find me on Flickr here. If you are an American photographer come join the American Photographer Group 1 administer on Flickr and say hello. When Thomas Hawk isn't taking pictures, he's thinking about pictures and trying to publish a library of 1 million processed and finished photos before he dies. You can find out more about Thomas on his website, and follow his work on SmugMug and, naturally, Flickr. This article was also published here and shared with permission. Find this interesting. Share it with your friends. Share. Tweet. Pinterest. Related posts. Flickr surprises everyone, announces new licensing opportunities Flickr is on its way out, what are your alternatives? Big changes coming to Flickr, and they're ditching mandatory Yahoo logins the Creative Commons website now lets you search through over 300 million CC images. Filed under, news tagged with, Flickr, Google Photos, Thomas Hawk. My father used to say to me, you're pretty good for stabbing, but as a pen, you're useless. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, he used to say, get away from me. Yes, sir, I'd say. Yes, sir. <laughs> we're not here to be depressed. We're here to have fun and also clean while recording because that's what the Adrian Lozano show is about. Background noise. Also whispers. Highlighters for days. There's lip gloss in here. Why? One of these days is not like the other. This lip has been glossed. Ah. Hey, this is your friendly neighborhood, Adrian Lozano, and I just wanted to let you know that there's, um, some interesting points of view in this next um, half a commentary. Um, think about this as the uh, part one um, to a probably never part two. Um, as always, the show is intended for humor. Use it responsibly or whatever. And um, yeah, enjoy. Wilford Brimley! Dude, Fred Willard, that motherfucker is the coolest fucking actor, and he's hilarious, dude. He is so fucking underrated. Like, you gotta keep him underrated. That guy. <laughs> that 
You're under 18, you won't be doing anything. That guy. Kate Mulgrew! What the fuck? Kate Mulgrew! No fucking way! Janeway! Patrick, kill Patrick. <laughs> That's all. Patrick, way. murder Patrick is how you say it in America. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. And you run over him with a fucking Hummer. So, Remo Williams, the adventure begins. Uh, let's see here. A New York City cop is recruited by a super-secret quasi-governmental agency which is out to avenge society's wrongs. Uh, the cop is trained for a job by the Korean Sinaju uh, master, then cut loose on the bad guys of the bad guys of the world. Based on the Destroyer books by Richard, was it Spare? Uh, Sizzerup, there you go, by Richard Sizzerup <laughs> and Warren Murphy, a provider at the MGM. What is Fred this supposed Willard. to be, Chicago? Uh, New York, a New York City oh, cop. New, oh, recruit. it's New York, okay. But wait, wait like, when, uh, it doesn't, yeah, he's But trained. when they moved to Chicago, no. No, that was, that's your... Yeah, no, no I know. Uh, I was going to say, because these buildings are fucking massive, so it's either got to be New York or Chicago. It says this was posted on November 1st, 2020, but I don't, like... No, the, the movie's older than that. I know that, but, like, I don't remember hearing anything about a re-release is what I'm saying. Like, this is pretty recent that this got posted, and it looks like it's the whole movie. It's two hours and one minute. That sounds about right. Kate Mulgrew. Oh, you yeah, know, she's something of a scientist herself. <laughs> That's funny. Do you know how many times she says that in the show, dude? Yeah. Too many. Yeah. I think it works. I think she's something of a... No. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be like fucking old hen or something. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I can't believe that Mulgrew's in this. Whoa! Drinking that coffee. No, I was looking about that thing on his lip. Oh, the mustache? Mustache you a question. That's a Fu Manchu. No, it's a man chewing food is what it is. Oh. oh. Is that a Fu Manchu? No, that's that's when it's like all the way down like to here. Like it's like all like... Oh, Japanese. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, just a fucking joke. Jesus Christ. To all woke uh, and no joke. Come on. Keeps the devil stroke. All right, now. Look uh, at that. You know who the fuck that is? That's Joe Dirt's dad. That's who the fuck that is. Joe Dirte. Joseph Dirte, sir. Joseph Dirte, sir. Get it fucking right. Did you ever see that sequel? No, I never did. I have not, nor will I. You can't make me. But I might watch it. I don't know. I, I, I would uh, watch it. I mean, I, I, I love David's I don't want to have to pay for it and or I guess. I don't want to have to go out of my way. Look, man. But if somebody serves it up to me on a silver platter, I I'll indulge might. them. I guess. <laughs> I fucking guess, yeah. No, but, uh, no, I would watch it. Have you seen this? No, I have not seen this movie. You seem to know an awful lot about it. Where is it, huh? It's mine. Give it to me right in the mouth. That's not what he says. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is mine, baby. Oh. Oh. Now, now it just a looks three -way. Like, like two white guys being a black guy sandwiching a black guy. Oh, look. What is this? What's in your pocket? Is that tobacco in your back pocket? Are you a fucking dipper, son? Pop, 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 pop. No. Sir, are you going to keep making pop sound effects or are you going to shoot us? <laughs> I'm going to keep making pop sound effects. <laughs> what the fuck? Why would I lead with that and then go into something else? Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Well, that dude that was supposedly getting beat up. And uh, just save the... It was a goddamn fucking ruse. Wow. They're fucking laying into him Peter Weller style. Oh, so it was, a, it was a way to get the cop. Yep. Because the guy that was getting beat up by the two white dudes beat the cop over the fucking head. With a two by four. And, and the uh, other dudes come at him. And apparently they didn't have enough people because this cop is beating the fuck out of everybody. Great. Now the black guy's got a knife. Well, doesn't the cop We're, have a gun? Uh, he should. If he knew what was right in his heart. Fuck that. That cop should have a... Uh, cop should have a gun or a taser or fucking something. His penis, anything. <laughs> anything. I'm sorry, but when a switchblade comes out, I, the last <laughs> thing I'm pulling out is my penis. And if you do, you got a lot more fucking balls than I do. Yeah, let's go back to this dude. So why'd I save you again, motherfucker? Yeah, I just kick his ass. Refrigerator to the door to the face. Awesome. Because there's just a refrigerator hanging around there. Of course. He got his of fucking course. ass handed to him and still was able to fucking come up on top. Like, hey, dude, we're going to cheat. Still stumbling around. and. No, there's his gun, Mr. I, all cops should have guns or whatever. No, I think that was... I think that shoot him. Shoot him all. Shoot every one of them right in the fucking head. Remember, there's a record of this call. Um, I'm shooting every one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> That's why you're not a fucking cop. Dude. I'm serious, dude. I will shoot everybody. I'm fucking shooting everybody. After I beat their ass. Yes. <laughs> they I, why? They let them do it again? You let them do it again? <laughs> I don't fucking think so. Nigh Jets. <laughs> It says Nuggets, not Night Jets. Night Jets! You fool. Oh, wow. Oh, no! Oh, wow. They're pushing the cop into the fucking river in his car. Jesus Christ. They Why really they don't. Say? They don't like this fucking cop, dude. They're like, go to Korea, D. Stop telling your Vietnam stories. Wow. Raw dog. I mean, Remo Williams. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're, uh, very, uh... At least wow. he's cleaned up now, you know? Like, he, you know, the, I'm talking about this dude. He is so fucked, like... He, all there are people waiting for him underneath. What the fuck? There's people with fucking scuba suits. Because he couldn't get out. He couldn't figure out how to roll down the fucking... What the fuck? He's dead? Alright, I guess that's... 
That was the end of what the movie. What a fine police officer. I'm Dumb as fuck. You should have seen him take a board to Didn't the head. Didn't shoot people. <laughs> but fuck it. Every if he was if he had put a bullet in every one of those dudes, he wouldn't have been in that car when he got hit. Bullshit. That guy was waiting for him. Mm. They were all fucking waiting for him. Even dude. the scuba guys. Fuck yeah, they were waiting for... Oh, yeah, the scuba guards just happened to be there. It's a coincidence. Just like this guy watching from a distance. It's him, but it's not him. It's a coincidence. Yeah, you're telling me that this guy... That guy was the guy driving the truck. This guy doesn't look suspicious. All these fucking cops standing around. What kind of police work is this? I don't know. It's embarrassing. But that was the guy driving the truck. Yeah, it was. They fucking... They fucked his world up. I shaved your balls. Uh, I'm. Am I Joe Dirt's dad? <laughs> what else is he in? Tremors? He's in Tremors. Oh my god. Oh, it's the. Uh huh. Okay, I see where this is going. <clears throat> He's recruiting him for something. We had to fake your death because you're stupid. <laughs> and you wouldn't listen to us the first time. So now you've been re- that's what I thought. You've been re- you've been recruited for an organization that doesn't exist. Now this bedpan, did you use it? I wanted to eat it. Uh, if you do not sign here on the dotted line, sir, I will beat your ass with this Remco. bedpan. Remo. Remo. Re- Remo, Remco. Remco. You mean Remo, Milwaukee. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Remco? I wanted to say Dyslexic Remco. much? No, no, no. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. But no, Remco. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better name. Oh, that's a good joke. FBI, CIA, Salvation Army. <laughs> that would have been a better name is what I'm saying. Salvation Army? No, Remco. Oh, Remco. <laughs> Remco Williams. Oh, okay, okay. Or like Remco Remo Williams. No, that's just where the bedpan was made. <laughs> Remco. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Remco Nevada. Who gives a fuck? Oh, I'm sorry, Milwaukee. <laughs> was it cool enough to be Remo? Did you have to push me into the water? Like... You couldn't ask me? Couldn't blackmail me or something? That'd be funny. Like you had to it, beat my ass. It almost looked like it, his real name was there. It's like it said Fred. It's like, wait a minute. Right, said Fred. Said Fred. What's his name? Fred Willard. That's not Fred Willard. <laughs> That's not fucking Fred Willard. No way. Oh my God, what is that? It's an old man in a wheelchair. Calm down. Calm down. It's not right. It goes against nature. Oh, it's Wilson! Hey! hey, it's Wilson! Not the soccer ball, but the uh, the guy from Family Matters. The dad. The cop. Carl's Winslow? Oh, Winslow, not Wilson. Yeah, you're right. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen that fucking thing. Driving that gun in his face? It's, it's Remco, <laughs> goddammit! It's Remco! Remco! 
You want to drive all the way to Remco from New York City? <laughs> no. I don't think we're going to get it out of the state. He's we're in a dyslexic. fucking ambulance. He's also dyslexic. Yeah, I know. It's like, well, we could fucking kick it's the like, lights it's like, off. A, it's like a New York. Yeah, they could get pretty far. They kick on the lights and they fucking. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but the New York State Hospital in fucking Ohio, like that's. It's not an emergency. Say. Yeah, right. It's an emergency. Yeah, we sir. had to go to a transmission specialist in Arizona. Okay, Ramco. Okay, Ramco. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I keep forgetting the name of the place. The agency that doesn't exist. The Salvation Army. <laughs> <laughs> FBI? Oh, right, yeah. right. Like, that's your first guess of an agency that doesn't exist. <laughs> and then the CIA? And then the Salvation Army? Yeah. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah. Hey, you dumb cop. <laughs> Beats him over the head, like, come on, let's go do some real work around here. So did they know that those guys were going to fuck him up? I mean, like... Yeah, I think that was a setup. So they staged, like... They staged him... the entire thing. They staged, they staged him, getting him his... call, calling out there, getting his ass beat by two guys who were pretending to beat the ass of that black guy. Those guys were black... going to kill him. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. They were pretending... They're, that's what actors do. They pretend. I still would have shot each and every one of those motherfuckers. Well, then, the you would have, then you would have killed three federal agents. Yes. <laughs> no way, those punks did not. Look, they had dope on them. They were fucking stealing from that one dude. Like, no way. You telling me that federal agents can't get dope? You telling me that federal agents wouldn't have had guns? No, because they don't want him to kill him. They want to see how he can fight. While this they dick, beat the while this fucking dickhead Wilford Brimley fucking sits there, Mr. Diabetes. Yeah, fucking sits there waiting to for him to get back in his car so he can plow him in there, uh, and his people can get him out via scuba suit. Scuba suit. Yeah, they're like finally, man. We were watching you get your ass kicked up there. It was great. He's like, oh, we were, we were, we were fucking betting on how long you were gonna stay underwater. Oh, this prick, Wilford Brimley, yeah, yeah. Like last week, I hit my wife. Then I come to find out my wife's been dead for four years. <laughs> Who the hell did I hit? You know. <laughs> this guy always plays a fucking like hard ass or a scumbag. He's a hard ass scumbag in this one. Yeah, apparently. Have you seen this one? No. I was waiting. I, I'm waiting for Janeway. I want to see me some Janeway. And then you're going to turn it on and start vigorously masturbating. I mean the audio. Turn the audio on. Audio then, on. Uh, <laughs> you going to fucking... you going to fucking talk to it. I'm actually waiting for that and the uh, touchscreen TV. I want the fucking touchscreen TV already. Um, are you not... Are we not there yet? I'm pretty sure we're there. There's a inner... Yeah. Yeah, they are. Because, look at... Have you ever watched the news? How much do they cost? Uh, quite a bit. I'm not paying more than three grand for a TV. Uh, I'm not paying more than one grand for a TV. I was about to say, I was like, they're around about a grand, maybe two grand. But the news has them. Uh, KC12 <laughs> has them. They're, they're like, um... 
their regular TVs like that, but what they do is they put two of them together and they use them as displays. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's a thing. There are interactive touch TVs like that's a thing. Yeah, I know. I but I want it to be like available to us. Yeah. Know, oh the, yeah. For the, sure. The genital public. The genital public. Yes. Yeah. yeah see, she knows what that meant. She's like that means it's dinner time. <laughs> Dropping the G bomb already, are we? <laughs> She's a temperamental little cat, man. She is something else. Bullet. Son of a dildo, he says. He's like, oh. now kiss me. Kiss me! No fucking way, man. Wow. Pulls the clip out and pops the bullets out the wrong way out of the clip. Did you see that? Yeah. How does he... That was the wrong way to push bullets out of a clip. How did he... Like, like he literally pushed them in the opposite direction. But that's... There's a spring. Yeah. But... Like, and the bullets only go in and out. They slide in and out that one way. Do you think maybe they just like played it in reverse? No, wait. Uh, yeah, or they just opened up the, they spread the top of the clip and then just. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess. Like enough to where it would hold it, but you could just push it with your finger. But why the fuck would you do that? I guess because you want it to flick up instead of out. That looked visually weird. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like shattered a fucking uh, window or the goddamn counter or a counter. I can't talk. The goddamn uh, pantry and uh, not even a pantry was it? A cabinet. I'm going to stop talking. It's a cabinet. Now it's a table and a lamp. Yeah. Wow. This guy's got to learn to fight better. Fall on him. <clears throat> oh, so you're tired to get your ass kicked. <laughs> Sir, your Dutch accent is atrocious. I'm not trying to be Dutch. Oh. He moves like a baboon with two club feet. However. He turns me on. There's a feeble glint of promise in his eyes. A feeble glint? You hear that? I don't think I've ever heard a glint in the eye referred to as feeble. Feeble. Yeah. A glint is usually a positive thing. Not a feeble glint. Yeah. Who the fuck's a feeble glint? I feel like that's a person. Like, I feel like that's a real dig. Like, it's a hardcore dig. Like, that's like... Feeble glint? You know what they fucking called me? They called me feeble, feeble glint. glint. 
It's like, are, are you okay? Like, yeah. do, do you need to sit down? Dude, don't Why? be. Why do such I look a... like some kind of feeble glint to you? <laughs> don't be such a fucking feeble glint. Well, I'll have you know that I do like a feeble glint. It's like, you know, I can't never... do anything right. No. Chart well. Beeping. FBI. Oh. Jane Edwards. No. Oh, he's also in the FBI. Skippy. The little baby kid. Skippy. Uh, yeah, okay. Codename Skippy. Oh, we're gonna take you someplace else and have you beaten up by another man. Yeah, I was just gonna say, <laughs> this, is, this is the second time he's gotten his fucking ass whooped. Hey, we got a special mission for you. Man, that poor Fred Willard, man. Stop fucking Fred Willard, you asshole. <laughs> now you're saying it to piss me off. I like Fred Willard. We all like Fred Willard, okay? But why he decided to do this, we'll never know. <laughs> he hasn't done anything. Looking pretty good. I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. And taking a live look outside 37 at Carolina. Attention, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Adrian Lozano Show. Rock and roll. <laughs> Streaming games trailers DVD. Channels search. Bruce Wayne goes back to the 70s in Batman. Soul of the Dragon trailer Batman. Soul of the Dragon DC Films movie news by Blair Marnell on November 17, 2020 F-A-C-E-B-O-O-K-T-W-I-T-T-E-R-R-E-D-D-I-T-W-H-A-T-S-A-P-P. Bruce Wayne goes back to the 70s in Batman, Soul of the Dragon trailer. Next year, director Sam Liu is sending Batman back in time to the 70s in a new animated film, Batman, Soul of the Dragon. The story finds Bruce Wayne, Batman, David Gentoli, drawn into a conspiracy alongside his former martial arts associates. Michael J. White also stars in the movie as Ben Turner, Bronze Tiger, with Mark DeCascos, and Kelly who is Lady Shiva. IGN has debuted the first trailer for Batman, Soul of the Dragon, which shows Bruce and Richard as they reunite in the 70s. Flashbacks also reveal how Bruce first encountered Richard, Ben, and Shiva under the tutelage of O-sensei. Apparently, there's also a connection to the past that forces the four of them to come back together. The trailer also appears to establish Cobra, and his international terrorist cult, as the primary threat. Powered by Firework. Related. Terrence Winter departs Matt Reeves' The Batman spin-off series. Here's the official synopsis from Warner Brothers. Animation. Set in the midst of the swinging 1970s, this Elseworlds adventure finds Bruce Wayne training under a master sensei. It is here that Bruce, along with other elite students, is forged in the fire of the martial arts discipline. The lifelong bonds they form will be put to the test when a deadly menace arises from their past. It will take the combined efforts of Batman, world-renowned martial artists Richard Dragon, Ben Turner, and Lady Shiva and their mentor O-sensei to battle the monsters of this world and beyond. Batman. Soul of the Dragon will hit digital on January 12, 2021, and 4K Ultra HD Combo Pack and Blu-ray on January 26, 2021. You can watch the trailer below, and then share your thoughts in the comments section below. Recommended reading. Batman. A death in the family. Share tweet you may also like by. Celebs against Biden Bond Voyage, sponsored. Photos, woman arrested after she admits to finding a rare coin in her yard as a nine-year-old floor eight, sponsored. Pix, World War II submarine resurfaces after 30 years, 
But what was on board was Unexpected Maternity Week, sponsored. Photos, man orders pizza every day for 10 years until employees realize something very wrong 12 up, sponsored. Picks, if you spot a purple fence in the south, it's a warning to do this. Maternity Week, sponsored. Hell's Angels. Weird Rules members have to follow Immomedia, sponsored. Nice pad. Richard, you haven't changed at all, Bruce. You might be surprised. What was that back there? The mask. It's a way to keep my lives separate. I can't think of the last time we saw each other. I bet you can remember the last time. The first time, too. I'm eager to learn. They all say that. Ben Turner. <laughs> Richard Dragon. Shiva. Disciplined, honorable. She's very dedicated. Ben. Shiva. I assume you're in some kind of trouble. The Cobra Cult. A worldwide organization of murderous zealots. Kill them. We have to stop it, no matter what. I ain't ever gonna turn down whooping somebody's ass. No matter how much you train, evil remains. We're not done yet. Begin. A quarry is a bit more formidable than we thought. That's handy. This isn't gonna be easy. Remember, you are stronger together than apart. Anybody here from out of town? Fuck yeah! So? Come on, what's going on with you? I'm listening, I'm listening. The only podcast where I listen. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, a lot of crazy shit. A lot of things going on with Google. A lot of things being kind of rewritten. A lot of fucked up shit going on, like always. Um, your Google Photos, you definitely want to look into finding an alternate storage for your photos. You got to be your own host, get your own server. You know, join a little community of servers. Whatever. Look, just um, always have a backup. As I learned as... <laughs> as I've learned this lesson many times, always have a backup. Um, for your 
whatever, you know, if you do, uh, you know, scripts, make sure to write, um, yourself a little reminder to make a second copy of that script and keep it separate away from your main storage and then just have a backup, you know. I feel like the internet might go away with one day for a little while and then come back, but it'll be different. Like uh, when your friend goes to summer camp and then doesn't come back the same. You know, it sucks, but it's, it's a thing that happens. And um, they went from being nice to being a jerk. And you just have to like deal with it, I guess. But, um, you know, essentially what I'm saying is um, whatever is important to you, try to do your best to back it up. Um, nowadays we have the ability to back up everything except people. <laughs> uh, but even that, it could be debated. So, anyway. This is really, um, it's crazy. I'm undertaking a lot. Uh, right now, I'm, uh, <laughs> I've been through a lot in a short period of time, and, um, <laughs> it's, it's getting, it's getting better, but I'm having to be more responsible, and that's not fun, but it is rewarding. It is pretty damn rewarding. Melissa's to pennies, all the smells a healthy vagina can be. Medically reviewed by Janet Brito, PhD, LCSW, CST. Written by Ginger Wojcik. Updated on August 13, 2020. A healthy vagina smells like a lot of different things. Flowers isn't one of them. Share on Pinterest. Yeah, we've seen those scented tampons ads too. And it seems to us like all that flowery sunshine is another example of the world getting vaginas all wrong. Just take a quick trip to your local drugstore. You'll find a wall full of products promising to mask the natural way your vagina smells. Like douching. Widely acknowledged by the medical community as harmful to the natural balance of vaginal flora. This common tool that cleans the vagina might actually cause bacterial vaginosis instead. Last year, the internet even suggested using Vicks Vaporub as a DIY treatment for vaginal scents. The truth is, your vagina is home to billions of bacteria. And the precise makeup of this bacteria changes on a daily, sometimes hourly, basis. Change is normal. These smell variations are likely a result of your menstrual cycle, your hygiene habits, or just you being you. Plus, considering the groin contains a collection of sweat glands, is it really a wonder that your vagina isn't odorless? We called up Dr. Marie Jane Minken, who has over 30 years of experience working in women's health. She helped us get down to specifics with all the medical accuracy, but less of the medical jargon. Here is your medically accurate guide to vaginal odors. 1. Tangy or fermented. It's very common for vaginas to produce a tangy or sour aroma. Some compare it to the smell of fermented foods. In fact, yogurt, sourdough bread, and even some sour beer contain the same type of good bacteria that dominate most healthy vaginas, lactobacilli. If it smells curiously similar to that sour IPA you had last weekend, don't freak out. Reasons for a tangy odor. Acidity. The pH of a healthy vagina is slightly acidic, between 3.8 and 4.5.
The lactobacilli bacteria keep the vagina acidic, says Minkin. This protects against an overgrowth of the bad kinds of bacteria. 2. Coppery like a penny. Many people report smelling a coppery, metallic vaginal odor. This is usually nothing to worry about. Rarely, it signifies a more serious problem. Reasons for a coppery odor. Blood. Blood contains iron, which has a metallic smell. The most common reason for blood is menstruation. During your period, blood and tissue shed from your uterine lining and travel through your vaginal canal. Sex. Light bleeding after sex can be common. This is usually due to vaginal dryness or vigorous sex that can cause small cuts or scrapes. To prevent this, try using lube. A coppery smell can also be due to less common, but serious, causes of vaginal bleeding. The metallic scent shouldn't linger too long after your period is over. If your vagina has had contact with semen, this may change the pH level and cause a metallic smell. If you're experiencing bleeding unrelated to your period or the metallic smell continues with itching and discharge, it's best to see a doctor. 3. Sweet like molasses. When we say sweet we don't mean freshly baked cookies sweet. We mean robust and earthy. But don't fret, a sweetish tinge is no cause for concern. Reasons for a sweet odor. Bacteria. Yep, bacteria again. Your vaginal pH is an ever-changing bacterial ecosystem. And sometimes this means you might smell a little sweet. 4. Chemical like a newly cleaned bathroom. An odor similar to bleach or ammonia could be a couple different things. Sometimes, this odor is reason to see a doctor. Reasons for a chemical odor. Urine. Urine contains a byproduct of ammonia called urea. A buildup of urine in your underwear or around your vulva could put off a chemical smell. Keep in mind, urine smelling strongly of ammonia is a sign of dehydration. Bacterial vaginosis. It's also possible a chemical-like smell is a sign of bacterial vaginosis. A chemical smell often falls under the category of fishy, says Minkin. Bacterial vaginosis is a very common infection. Symptoms include a foul or fishy odor, thin gray, white, or green discharge, vaginal itching, burning during urination. 5. Skunky-like by or a smoke table, earthy scent. No, it's not just you. Many people find a similarity between body odor and marijuana. Sadly, there isn't a good scientific answer for this, although Vice did take a stab at it. But thanks to the sweat glands down there, at least we do know why vaginas and body odor can smell so similar. Reasons for a skunky odor. Emotional stress. Your body contains two types of sweat glands, apocrine and acrine. The acrine glands produce sweat to cool your body down and the apocrine glands respond to your emotions. These apocrine glands populate your armpits and, you guessed it, your groin. When you are stressed or anxious, the apocrine glands produce a milky fluid. On its own this fluid is odorless. But when this fluid contacts the abundance of vaginal bacteria on your vulva, it can produce a pungent aroma. 6. Fishy or that fillet you forgot about. You've probably heard an abnormal vaginal odor described as fishy. In fact, fresh fish shouldn't smell like much at all. Decomposing fish is the more apt comparison. Why? Trimethylamine, which is the chemical compound responsible for both the distinct aroma of rotting fish and some abnormal vaginal odors. Reasons for a dead fish odor. Bacterial vaginosis. You get bacterial vaginosis when there's an overgrowth of anaerobic bacteria in the vagina, says Minkin. And these anaerobic organisms are odorous. Trichomoniasis. Trichomoniasis is the most common curable sexually transmitted infection and easily treatable with a course of antibiotics. It's known for its pungent fishy odor. 
The trichomoniasis infection can be quite smelly, says Minkin. It's a more pronounced fishy odor than bacterial vaginosis. In rare cases, a fishy smell is indication of a more serious condition. 7. Rotten like a decaying organism. A rotten odor that makes your nose wince and your face contort is definitely not the norm. If the smell is putrid, like a dead organism, it may not be your vagina but something in your vagina. Reasons for a rotten odor. A forgotten tampon. Inadvertently letting a tampon go days, even weeks, inside a vagina is much more common than you'd think. I can't tell you how many tampons I've taken out of patients, says Minkin. This happens to lots and lots of people. It isn't something you need to be embarrassed about. Fortunately, Minkin says it's perfectly safe to remove a forgotten tampon on your own. When you should see a doctor. In general, abnormal odors should be easy to spot. They're the ones that make your face scrunch up. Rotting fish, dead organism, decay, these are all red flag odors. If there's a serious cause, often other symptoms will appear alongside the smell. See your doctor if an odor is accompanied with itching or burning. Pain. Pain during sex thick, cottage cheese discharge vaginal bleeding unrelated to your period. Smells change, and that's okay. Subtle shifts in your vaginal fragrance is normal. Remember, the way your vagina smells has everything to do with its pH. And there are lots of things that affect your pH. Take penile vaginal sex, for instance. Semen has a relatively high pH, so it's super normal to notice a different kind of smell after you've had penile vaginal sex. Don't worry though, this change is only temporary. Menopause also has an effect on vaginal pH. Due to a lack of estrogen, women in menopause end up with less vaginal mucosa, says Minkin. Vaginal mucosa lines the vagina and nurtures the lactobacilli bacteria. So, without these cells you can end up with a much higher pH. Our advice? Don't be afraid to really get to know your vagina, in all its fragrant glory. The better you understand the smells your vagina produces day to day, the more prepared you'll be when something goes amiss. After all, vaginas do so many wonderful things for us. It's about time we start understanding what they're really all about. Ginger Wojcik is an assistant editor at Greatest. Follow more of her work on Medium or follow her on Twitter. Last medically reviewed on October 4, 2018. 12 sources collapsed. Feedback. Read this next. Bacterial vaginosis vs. yeast infection, which is a medically reviewed by Valinda Riggins Nowodike, MD, MPH. Bacterial vaginosis BV and yeast infections are both common forms of vaginitis. While the symptoms are often the same or similar, the underlying. Read more. How to tell if your vaginal area is healthy with a self-exam medically reviewed by Deborah Weatherspoon, PhD, RN, CRNA. A vaginal self-exam is a smart way to get to know your own body. You'll be able to identify obvious symptoms of a problem. But a self-exam isn't a... Read more. Ask the expert, can bacterial vaginosis clear up on its own? Bacterial vaginosis happens when there is an imbalance of bacteria normally in the vagina. It's not a sexually transmitted disease. In this article, um... Read more. Tips to treat and prevent bacterial vaginosis medically reviewed by Valinda Riggins Nowodike, MD, MPH. Bacterial vaginosis is a common vaginal infection. It's caused by an imbalance of natural pH in your vagina. Here is how to treat and help prevent. Read more. Get our wellness newsletter. Filter out the noise and nurture your inbox with health and wellness advice that's inclusive and rooted in medical expertise. Sign up.
Your privacy is important to us. About us newsletters, health topics, license our content, find an online doctor, contact us. The Adrian Lozano Show Policy Privacy Policy Terms of Use Do Not Sell My Info Privacy Settings. Copyright 2005-2020 Healthline Media Red Ventures Company. All rights reserved. Our website services, content, and products are for informational purposes only. Healthline Media does not provide medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. See additional information. About carriers advertise with us our brands. Healthline Medical News Today Greatest. Psych Central. Welcome to MediV. America's number one classic television network. Personalize MediV.com to follow your favorite shows free sign up. Shop your favorite shows in the MediV store shop now. Find your local MediV station where to watch. See when your favorite shows are on C schedule. Personalize MediV.com to follow your favorite shows free sign up. Shop your favorite shows in the MediV store shop now. Find your local MediV station where to watch. See when your favorite shows are on C schedule. Log in. Log in on MediV. Play video play unmute. Loaded. 0% progress. 0% remaining time 030 full screen unmute on MediV now Gomer Pyle, USMC up next. Green Acres on METV now. Gomer Pyle, USMC Flower Power up next. 8.30 p.m. Green Acres full schedule where to watch. 20% off everything. The annual MediV holiday sale is happening now. Save on everything in the store. Order today for delivery before the holidays. Use promo code METVHOLIDAY at checkout. Shop now. 15 fascinating facts about Rod Serling. Find out what boxing, Charles Dickens, experimental parachutes and Desilu have to do with the face of the Twilight Zone. February 22, 2016, 10.01 a.m. by Medivy staff. One of television's brightest, most literate pioneers and a true believer in the medium, Rod Serling was known as the angry young man of Hollywood early on in his career, clashing with studios and sponsors in his quest to loosen the corporate grip of censorship and write freely on controversial topics. The man would maintain that outspokenness is an artist and a thinker throughout his career. Today, the acclaimed writer is most revered for having had the ability to produce works of drama that probe the human psyche in an imaginative and thoroughly unique way, many demonstrating a deep love for humanity and the belief in the possibility of a better tomorrow. From the Twilight Zone to Night Gallery and everything before and after, here are 15 fascinating facts about Rod Serling. 1. He fought in World War II. Serling enlisted in the U.S. Army the morning after his high school graduation. He served with the 511th Parachute Infantry Regiment of the 11th Airborne Division. Sent to the Pacific Theater, Serling fought on the Philippine island of Leyte, was part of the force that took Manila back from the Japanese and later was assigned to the occupation force in Japan. Among his military decorations are the Purple Heart, the Bronze Star and the Philippine Liberation Medal. Image, the Rod Serling Zone, Tumblr. 2. He was a boxer. Having always had an interest in sports, Serling became a boxer while training in the army. Rising to the second round of the division finals before being knocked out, he competed as a flyweight and had 17 bouts. Serling suffered a broken nose in both his first and last bout. Image, Commons, Wikimedia. 3. He participated in insanely dangerous Air Force experiments. While in college, Serling made extra money testing equipment for the United States Air Force. Some of the parachute jumps and other experimental tests were so hazardous that he would be paid anywhere from $500 to $1,000 per stunt, sometimes being paid half up front and promised the other half if he should survive. Image, War History Online. 4. His first writing accolade came in college for a radio script. The budding writer submitted a script to the annual writing contest of radio program Dr. Christian. Of the thousands submitted, Serling's script was one of the few selected for broadcast. 
He won a trip to New York City in $500 for, to live a dream. Another winner was Earl Hamner Jr., who would go on to write scripts for The Twilight Zone. Image, Green Library. 5. His first big hit was a live television program called, Patterns. Serling's big break came in 1955 when the freelance writer's 72nd script was chosen for a live television broadcast on the nationwide Kraft Television Theater. The episode was called, Patterns, and dramatized the power struggle between a veteran corporate boss and a bright young executive. While Serling didn't think the script was anything special, after the program's broadcast his life would never be the same. Image, Royale Books. 6. He was a staunch opponent of censorship. The early years of television were beset by stifling corporate censorship. Looking to circumvent the watering down of his social and political commentary, Serling devised the plan of creating his own show that would employ a science fiction format, a format that would allow the exploration of ideas thought too controversial for reality-based drama. This, of course, was the genesis of the Twilight Zone. 7. The first, Twilight Zone, episode went to, Desilu Playhouse. When Serling submitted a script to CBS as the pilot pitch for the Twilight Zone, the network gave it to Westinghouse Desilu Playhouse. The 1958 episode, The Time Element, featuring a man plagued by vivid nightmares and a quintessentially Twilight Zone twist ending, was such a hit that CBS greenlit the writer's proposed science fiction series. 8. His favorite, Twilight Zone, episode was, Time Enough at Last. Of the many Twilight Zone episodes that he penned, Serling's favorite was, Time Enough at Last. Adapted from a short story, the episode tells the tragic tale of a myopic bank teller with a love for literature who falls victim to a classic twist ending. Serling's favorite episode written by someone other than himself was, The Invaders, penned by Richard Matheson. 9. The Twilight Zone, was cancelled twice. Despite its many awards, critical acclaim and loyal fanbase, The Twilight Zone drew only modest ratings and was cancelled and revived twice during its five years and 156 episodes, 92 of which were penned by Serling. A weary Serling did not oppose the third and final cancellation of the series in 1964. 10. He made, A Christmas Carol, Political. Serling brought a political spin to Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol in 1964 with television film A Carol for Another Christmas, in which Serling uses the classic story to make a plea for world peace. Telecast only once, the apocalyptic Christmas special features Peter Sellers as a demagogue ruling the wreckage of a ruined world during the Ghost of Christmas Future sequence. Image, Wikipedia. 11. He was unhappy with, Night Gallery. Steeped more in horror than science fiction, Serling hosted Night Gallery and would write more than a third of its episodes. However, he rejected an offer to retain creative control, a decision he would come to regret. By season three many of his contributions were being rejected or heavily altered, leaving him disgruntled and, reportedly, hotly dismissing the show as, Mannix in a cemetery. 12. He wrote a western and starred in an essay series. After the cancellation of The Twilight Zone, Serling wrote the western television series The Loner, which aired from fall of 1965 to spring of 1966. When he refused CBS, request for more action and less focus on characters, the show was doomed. Years later in 1970, Rod Serling's Wonderful World of, debuted on KNXT in Los Angeles. The show served as Serling's soapbox to deliver stylized essays on any number of social ills. The series lasted 13 weeks. 13. He returned to radio in the 70s. In 1973, Serling returned to radio with The Zero Hour, a drama anthology series that featured tales of mystery, adventure and suspense. His final radio performance, recorded just a few weeks before his death, was, Fantasy Park. The program was a fictitious 48-hour-long rock concert that aired over Labor Day weekend. The imaginary concert, hosted by Serling, was achieved using live-in concert recordings, crowd noise and other effects. Image, Wyke Vintage. 14. He was a teacher. 
Always busy with writing or producing his work, Serling somehow found time to teach. From the early 60s until the time of his death, he taught college courses on subjects including film criticism, writing and drama. 15. He died at 50. Having survived the daily threat of death in the Pacific during World War II, it was ultimately a series of heart attacks that resulted in the untimely end of Serling's life in 1975. He was 50 years old. Image. Finnegrave.com. Top articles How well do you know Gunsmoke by the numbers? Skip A.D. Sponsored content. Offering surprisingly great rates to everyone by State Farm. Related. 13 minor goofs you never noticed from the Twilight Zone. Here are five classic Twilight Zone episodes turned into Dr. Seuss stories. Where are they now? Kids from the Twilight Zone. Four comments. Post a comment. Sign up with newest, oldest, top comments. Angel. Ten months ago Mike Hawk like reply. Angel. Ten months ago do you know Mike? Like reply. Rayreel eleven months ago. Rod Serling, my favorite writer. Like reply. Angel Rayreel ten months ago who cares? Lol like reply. Sign up for our newsletter. Shop the Medivy store shop all. Recent stories. How well do you know Gunsmoke by the numbers? These candid pictures of classic stars are pure Christmas nostalgia. There's a funny reason why a Swedish folk singer ended up on the Flintstones alongside Yogi Bear. About contact advertise privacy policy terms of use sweepstakes winners. Do not sell my information. CA residents sign up for our newsletter and get stories delivered straight to your inbox. Copyright 2020 Medivy. National Limited Partnership. Times. Medivy. Weigel Broadcasting Co. Free. In Google Play View. X. Well, this has been quite an interesting experience. I hope you enjoyed and or learned and or laughed. Thank you so much for listening to the show, telling random people about the show, and most importantly, thank you for taking care of yourself, because if you don't take care of yourself, I can't entertain you. <laughs> Have a good, uh, whatever, and, um... Look out for snipers. Mm. Try not to trust anyone. <laughs> it's... Oh, wow, that was my elbow. Alright, cool. Um... Thank you for listening. Also, um, next week, uh, a retrospective look back on Candy McMahon. Yeah, Candyman. Um, the original with Tony Todd. So, um, heard you were looking for Candyman, bitch. All right. So, I um, will tell you to rewatch that if you get the chance to. And uh, I'll be talking about Jordan Peele's involvement or i love his twilight zone stuff so like i'm really down for anything um that this guy's got in the creepy category you know um let's see here thank you so much for listening and yeah next week Candyman, Candyman, bloody mary candy mcmahon all right thank you for listening and don't forget 
I'm on social media, just like you. You may know me, and you may not like me. I don't care. Hopefully you're getting better at doing the things that you enjoy doing. Not even an option. Damn it! Not even an option, sir. You have been listening to The Adrian Lozano Show.